Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 389 for March 5th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reinspruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Bash. We're going to tell you all about the news this week. Uh, we are telling you all about some news this week. And we have Andrew Roe McFain. It's me, the newsman. Come on down to the news shop. We got news. Yes, exactly. And I am your news buddy, uh, Nathan Reigns. Ruth, so let's, let's ask Cyberpunk Monk, where can we find you? Uh, you could find me, you could find you, and you could find Aroa at a website called aroa.website. You punch that in your browser, you, you click OK, you listen to some fine jams, and then you can click on whatever social media link that you want for us. One of those I'd like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. I work pretty hard on it, and I think you would like it, too. It it sounds like you have a fan on in the background. Uh, I, 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 go, go talk to Aroa. Let me fix that. All right. And so, Aroa, uh, we already found out where we can find you. What games have you played this week? Oh, wait. Before we do that, uh, before the podcast, you said you got high yesterday. <laughs> I did. Uh, was this legal or, well, I mean. I mean, le- yeah. Legal or legal in Illinois? Illegal in Illinois. Oh, nice. Wait, wait. where <laughs> that that phrasing doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, uh, it's it's what I mean is is like marijuana is legal in Illinois for recreational use, I believe. Uh, but but not how else legal. Would you federal. get high? There are many many ways you can get high. But how else would you get high where it's legal, but not just legal in state? Uh, like prescription drugs. I, I think abusing prescription drugs is illegal. It is, but you can still like, if you take, you know, Vicodin or something, you still get hot a high off of it. That's why they tell you not to operate like heavy machinery. Uh, I guess I see what you're saying, but no, I, I use the THC. Oh, okay. Uh, you injected right in his eyelids. I did. And let me tell you, I ate way too much food uh, as a result and uh, felt very sick uh, until like three in the morning when I finally went to sleep. Yeah, that can that can happen when you when you get high like that. Yeah, but, you know, it was fun. It was worth it. You don't you don't you don't often partake. And recreational not, actually. Drugs. No, uh it's first time in like two years, I think. Interesting. So what games have you played this week? Uh really the only thing has been Atomic Heart. Oh yeah. Which, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Are you liking it? Really? It's alright. Yeah. I didn't think I... you liked Bioshock. No, I I I played all the way through Bioshock Infinite. No, we did. Yeah, Bioshock's good. I like Bioshock. Yeah, uh, but like... Atomic Heart isn't just Bioshock. Is the thing like 
it's marketed to look like Bioshock, certainly. Um, but I would, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's like a triple A version of a like Russian Steam game. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like an indie game. Yeah. I would like, say it's more it, double A, but yeah, I understand what you're well, saying. Well, like it, it, it looks really nice, and mm-hmm. like, you know, features full professional quote unquote voice acting, and you know, it, it's got a lot to it. Uh, but there isn't a goddamn original bone in the gameplay to speak of. No, um, every single aspect is ripped from something else that does it better. Uh, the climbing in particular, like climbing up pipes and, and shimmying over on ledges and shit, all of that, like it, it, you could, you could take some segments of that gameplay and say that it's like a custom map in dying light. And it would be 100% believable because like everything about how that feels just is straight ripped from dying light. Uh, so like, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up here. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. When like when I spoke about it last week, I said that I had a problem because of the dying light because I had just played Dying Light not too long ago. Um, I was having a problem with like the dodge button being the B button. Did you run into that, or is that just a me thing? Well, I'm playing with keyboard and mouse because I'm not a plebeian. Oh, okay. okay. So I got gotcha. you. It's the shift key for me, which makes sense, but also like. I don't like the dodge function. It feels really just not good. Yeah. Uh, Like, I would rather just be able to block. Yeah. And they also have the melee. Uh, So they have melee and they have, they have, you know, weapon, like, uh, like guns and shotguns and stuff. And I was like, man, this melee is annoying. Oh, wait, these shotguns are way better. (laughs) And like, yeah, it's weird because like very early on, it makes it seem like all bullets are going to be real scarce. You don't want to use your guns. But in reality, it doesn't really matter very much. Um, And like once you get the freezing power, a lot of individual enemies become completely trivial. Mm -hmm. It's so I don't know. Did you get how far did you get in there? I did get the freezing power and I also got the gel like the the gel that you can spray on them and make things more potent i guess yeah but did you, yeah so i got those did you get out of the facility i was i believe i did yes did you did you get to the open world i think i had just gotten there when i quit so that that is pretty much where i am is i i just got into the open world and i'm like oh okay so now this is far cry um, oh okay and that's kind of what it feels like uh, to some degree. It's just a it, like everything again just feels very half-assed. And there are some features like how I can control the cameras whenever I'm in this one building. That's like, why can I do this? This seems pointless. Uh, also, the whole fucking security camera mechanic is really annoying, and seems to only serve to piss me off. I did not get to that part. So there's, whenever you're out in the open world, uh, 
they they sort of like half introduce it while you're still in the tutorial facility where like there are security cameras and if they catch you killing another robot then they'll they'll tell on you oh yeah but that that doesn't actually like function while you're in the tutorial facility i noticed uh but once you're out in the open world, it reintroduces this mechanic and it actually like functions. So if a security camera sees you, it tells all the robots in the area to go where you are. And then if you attack any of the robots while that camera still sees you, then it alerts the big robot in the sky who then sends in more robots after you. Okay. So it's it's essentially like a wanted level system but there are only two stars and it sucks. Oh, cause like if you get in any kind of combat while you're out in the open, you are fucked. And like, it's, it's, it was funny the first time it happened because your little, your little glove companion buddy is like, uh, yeah, it looks like you're fucked. <laughs> like straight up. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of completely out of character for that for that thing but all right uh and i i thought maybe that was you know an exaggeration but no you just have infinite spawning enemies and like there's a new kind of enemy that gets introduced that can just fucking throw uh bombs at you from way far away and you can't see them so it's just obnoxious like i'm right on the edge of just being like fuck this game because of how obnoxious the game has suddenly become um i'm hoping that once it like I'm gonna give it maybe another like hour or so, and I'm hoping that it it introduces something to make this not a huge fucking pain in the ass because I want to see what it has to say, but it's making it very difficult to stay motivated. Awesome, uh, I I played it a little bit and I was I wasn't underwhelmed with it. I just have other games that I've been playing. Like I've been playing, uh, I'll talk about it, Persona Three and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's not a bad game, I don't think. But a lot of the reviews were basically saying it was awful and terrible. And I think that it, it stems a lot from what you said earlier, where it does a lot of things that other games do better. Yeah, it. I don't know what it is, like what the developers were thinking that like... Maybe that's why it took so fucking long to develop is that it had some degree of like feature creep where they were like, if we, but what if we add in this and what if we add in this? Because there's a whole like skill tree thing that doesn't feel like it really needs to be there. And all, the whole fucking weapon upgrade system just feels really overly complicated and again, doesn't really need to be in there. Yeah. Especially whenever you have to, you have to find blueprints out in the open world, and then craft the upgrade from there. It just seems like why not just make them like story progression items? Either I don't, I don't get that. Or, or just you find the the upgrade, you know? Yeah, something like that where it's, it's a little bit easier. But I, and then also like the the upgrade robot flirts with you a bunch. Yeah, and then stops randomly flirting with you a bunch. So that that is something that it took me a minute to figure out. But it's that like some of them aren't like modified because they were modified by the one dude that you're chasing oh, for some I reason. See. But some of them aren't like that because that's what I'm saying is like I I'm digging the story, 
but I just like everything else about the game is just like, man, I just don't want to fucking deal with this shit. That makes sense. Did you play anything else? Uh, nothing worth mentioning. Okay, we're gonna move on to Connor. What games have you played this week? Hey, it's it's me, and hopefully it doesn't sound like a fan is going on anymore in my background. Uh, I had a cat the whole time, so just the whole yeah, time. I mean, no one's listening, anyways. Uh, I played a a bit of Space Station 13, and I do want to talk about that before I surrender my time here. Uh, I also think I'm like dangerously close to starting to play Shenmue again, which is just a great game. I, I feel like getting lost in a game again, maybe in a way that the game that I haven't, uh, the other game I've been playing, which is Red Dead Redemption, can't quite do, which I guess is uh, being a 1980s schoolboy karate kid. Good game. Well, well, I, you I, know have to, I, I know I just made fun of it, but it's a good game. You have to you have to collect all the gotchas. Uh I do love getting little like Sega figurines. Yeah. It's, it's pretty damn enjoyable, I'm not gonna lie. And then Why not just one... play the Yakuza? Because I'm not really looking for an action game. And Yakuza is gonna be more focused on action, I feel. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it is more focused. It feels to me like a more streamlined Shenmue. It is. Like that's, yeah. They, that's what the series ended up becoming. Was just It was just Shenmue, but honestly done a little bit better. Yeah, not anywhere near as boring. <laughs> I mean, that's... it's. I'm not looking for a game to be, like, constantly entertained, you know? it's If I wanted a fighting game, I'd play Virtual Fighter, not Shenmue, but... Shenmue offers something that another fighter is not going to give you, like a chance to get lost in a world. Mm-hmm. That's and what you I can want. play Hang On. And I can play Hang On. Yeah, that's what I always did. <laughs> Just wasted my time playing arcade games, and then they're like, yep, Londi, uh, Londi took over the world. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, but look at my high score. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to go back to Space Station 13 for just a second. You guys know what, like, binary arithmetic is, right? It's, you know, the fundamentals of how you can use ones and zeros to do calculations and stuff. Yes. Yes. For the longest time in Space Station 13, you could have modules that you could just deliver around and, you know, program small, simple logic gates with. And if you're really good, you could even find things that translate base 2 to base 10, and then you're really cooking. What they've recently done, however, is they've changed that from a binary arithmetic module to just logic gates. And they have all sorts of ways you can interact with them, like tripwires if you want to detect people close by, hand sensors if you want to be able to detect specific people. And, you know, it's all game-specific, of course, but, like, they're really sophisticated. And in the same way that, like, people can recreate computers out of Redstone and Minecraft, I could see people getting really silly crazy with these things now there is one limitation here which is you're not going to have an unlimited amount of time in creative mode to build a computer you're going to have an hour and a half to do this while people are threatening to blow up your workspace but i'm kind of waiting for someone to do something crazy with it are you going to be the one that's doing something crazy with it uh so far i've just made advertising signs for people uh but i I mean, I've seen people do things that, like, automatically calculate fund transmissions. Like I said, it could detect certain people based on just, like, finding the string that is their unique DNA. Like, people are already doing creative stuff with it. Interesting. It's That game seems awesome if I wanted to spend, like, 90 hours learning how to play it. You know how some games have a learning curve? 
This game's learning curve is like the cliffs of Dover. Yeah, it's just a wall. <laughs> just <laughs> the learning wall. Yeah, it's... it's incredibly rewarding if you are willing to take the time, but I now understand. Now you've learned how... how to walk. Now it's time to learn how to use logic gates. <laughs> what? It's, it's not that bad. And it basic chemistry. Yes, you will learn basic chemistry and basic <laughs> uh, medicine and basic engineering, uh, basic electrical engineering, mechanical engineering. Like, I could start learning about nuclear physics because this game has a nuclear physics reactor uh, a simulator. That that sounds dangerous, my friend. And uh, also, there's more something than... magical about all this being done inside of like a fucking twenty-year-old engine. A two thousand four, and it was designed to simulate like aerospace, like for like PPM style, like stuff that particulates in the air. That's what this was designed for. It was all just a simulation tool. And then the source code got stolen, and someone said, "Haha, what a funny fart man, spaceman!" And <laughs> just look how far it's gone from there. Good, good times. Did you play? So you played Red Dead Redemption as well, I believe. I played a little bit of Red Dead, uh, and I'm not like doing the missions or anything. I'm just hunting, having a good time. It's I'm just playing video games to relax. If anything, that's the trend of my uh, my recommended here. I don't understand the words play video games to relax. I know, right? I know. Like, it's I, weird. I don't, don't want to get in firefights. I just want to like hang out in the forest for a while. But video games are supposed to be stressful. Yeah, exactly. Why uh, haven't I dodged 20 times before getting my chance to hit you once? Have you got <laughs> Space like, Station? That's what people want. Have you got Space Station 13 running on your Steam Deck yet? No, you could host a client on a Linux-based system, but you cannot run the service. It needs to be uh, Windows or, I think, Macintosh. Well, that's sad. I was... I wonder... I mean, I know they use Proton, but I, I just imagine that they haven't found a way to make it work with Proton yet. It would be, I assume, very difficult to make that work at, on just like a controller. Mm -hmm. Well, well I mean, it has know. basic controller support. I would not want to play it without a keyboard. No. Yeah. Uh, and anything else notable that we should talk about? Uh, I've been reading House of Leaves. That's an interesting book. Oh, oh shit, son! What what's that about? I have a book I haven't started reading it yet. It's called uh, "It's It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism." Um, House of Leaves is like that's not just a book; that's an experience. It's it's been interesting so far. Um, I'm surprised you know about this. It's kind of like a predecessor to the Backrooms, which is super popular right now. Kind of, yeah. Same, the same kind of concept. It's been interesting. It's it's sort of like um. If you ever read Huckleberry Finn, which is a story inside of a story, this one takes place as a story inside of a story inside of a story. And that outer layer, that external one, I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> is that the one that is like... Uh, I, I think I had a friend who read it years ago. And it, it's really weird and... Like each... It's not necessarily like just a straight narrative. Is that... Well, it, it's like... I'm sorry, it uses, I, I don't remember much about it. It uses a lot of qualities of, like, avant-garde poetry, where, like, the words on the page are arranged in a certain way to represent something in and of itself. Tons of that. I see. It, it, it does that a lot. That's, that's what attracted me to it, is I love it whenever artists take a medium and just completely bastardize it into something 
different in order to to make some sort of statement. I think it's fascinating. That is interesting, and I don't know if I would like it. <laughs> it's it, like I, I keep on reading it every night. It's it's got me hooked. Well, that's good. I'm gonna move on and talk about the games I played this week. So Monday, uh, I got together with a couple friends. Good friend Aro or a good friend Durga, uh, yeah. new friend Get Sarah. Get me, he talking about not Aroa. Sorry, Aroa doesn't play games with me. And uh, played some Overwatch. Did a actually did pretty well on Overwatch on on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played through some Persona Three Portable. I am getting towards the end of the game. And one thing that kind of upsets me—it doesn't really upset me because I'm not going to play through New Game Plus. I, I never do New Game Plus or, you know, play games multiple times because I'm like, okay, game is done. I have a thousand other games to play through, so I'm going to go do that. And. Uh, you have like courage, uh, academics and charm are three things that you can kind of level up throughout the game. And with new game plus, you get to keep those courage, academics and charm. If you level them up all the way, uh, the, the reason I bring this up is because there are some social links, three social links, each tied to one of those stats that you can only start those social links if that stat is maxed. So it makes it way easier to get your social links, all the, all of your social links all the way up if you have those maxed like during a new game plus. And that's what they expect unless you go through a guide, which I am not using a guide. So that's annoying. But other than that, the game is it's pretty fun. Uh, as I said, I'm getting towards the end of the game, and I have most of the social links open. Not all the way to—I have a couple of them all the way to 10. And it has some really awkward moments. I think Connor came in to the stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Um, Why did you use the www.https colon slash slash 60 years old? I— Yes. <laughs> I'm not 60. <laughs> anyway. So you can go to, boomer. So you can go to www.twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Like a normal person. Oh, and, types that. And so go there. Uh, press the follow button. You can watch. Uh, as I said, there are some awkward moments in the game because it is. A, like when you fuck your teacher. Uh, no, that's Persona 5. Five, I think. Not Persona. Can't fuck. You now, the nurse in five, right? I think you can do both of those things. Oh. And you then. You ever think that uh, in Persona anime was a mistake? <laughs> Maybe. No. Persona, Persona 3, you. <laughs> I, I have not. So there's a. Uh, a at least you're, the, you're not playing as the girl, right? No, no, I'm playing as the, I'm playing as the guy character. Because she can fuck the boy. Good. Like the little boy. Oh, no. <laughs> please please stop that's a that's a I real be, thing i want to get this monetized at some point in our lives um it's been well, it's just been like six years it's not happening um but but the thing uh, I'll is tell, we're gonna i'll, I'll, I'll fucking uh, i'll shave no. my balls stop it <laughs> stop if you want me to stop stop talking Look, we've already so, been sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped, yeah, I'll shave my anus with your tools if you want. 
So if it will please you. <laughs> so any well, we no, we weren't sponsored by it. It was Clinton's Core Classics. That was yeah. Sponsored. If we were sponsored by it, I would have said that on the podcast. He would have. So so anyway, uh, there are some awkward moments in the game, and no, it, it's there is a character that you meet at the beginning of the game, and his goal is to hook up with a teacher, and it's so I have been suck. I have been purposely not progressing that social link <laughs> because he's like I... like the whole social link is you're talking to him. He's like, I got this plan to go on a date with the teacher, and I'm like. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out with the guy who eats a lot of food. <laughs> that is one of the oh, social yeah. links. Whenever I stopped playing, I had just met that guy. Yeah, and I was like, "This is the most fucking random thing in this game so far." Because he just like is like, oh, "What kind of food do they serve at this shit buffet? Oh, what's the specialty of this bucket house?" And yeah, it's like I, I'm glad I have save states because I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, he that that was I actually maxed out that social link. Anyway, we're uh, uh the the third game I played on Friday was uh called a game called Coreborn. It is a a game that's in alpha right now, and Steam had a thing where it was like, if you want to try to play this game, you know, just request access, and the developers might give oh, you yeah. access. And so I did that, and they they gave me access. And it's a very, very, very calm game. I there there are some. It is a survival game, much you know similar to Rust or something like that. Oh, this looks bare bones as fuck. But it is super bare bones right now, and it also takes forever to do anything. So just like just building my first house took me. The entire three hours, because you a have to get. House. How long did it take you to get a shirt? Oh yeah, it took me. It took me longer to get a shirt because I couldn't find the ingredients. Um, and then so you have to build the house before you can build a shirt. Uh, thankfully, I found somebody who had built the house. A uh, built a house first, because in order to get the shirt, you have to make a die and you have to have a cooking station. So you have to build a house so that you have a place that you can build a cooking station. So I found somebody who had a cooking station so that I could make the die so I can make my shirt. It took forever. Uh, so w- one of my suggestions, because after you close the game, they're like, hey, do you want to fill out this survey and give us suggestions on what we can improve or change? I was like, just please cut everything in half. <laughs> just like all the requirements for like a, a wall just cut it in half because it it just grinds the game to a halt and i understand that's probably what they're going for is that it just takes forever to do anything so you feel accomplished but i'm sorry it's it shouldn't Grind take that long accomplishment yeah however uh halfway through the stream the other person there were like three or four people who are playing the game one of those people came into my chat and rated me so this was my most viewed stream ever was with this game my average viewers 73 viewers on average damn son yeah for the the entire like two people (laughs) (laughs) fucking 
So I like it. It was like I got raided. So I wonder. I don't know if they were just viewing that guy and like lurking, or if it was bots or what. Because no, like almost nobody talked and barely anybody followed when they when they raided me with like a hundred and eighty people. Um, but then I once I left the stream, I raided a friend of mine with the remaining, you know, ninety eight people or whatever that had remained. And uh, I was like, you know what, screw it. Going to raid this person. And even if they're just lurkers, at least his viewership for that particular stream will be, you know, 50-something. I was trying to think of what this game reminded me of, and it's Craftopia. I have that game as well. Craftopia. Yeah. I, I, didn't, uh, it was, I didn't like it. It was on Game Pass at some point. I don't think it is anymore. It, at least it doesn't look like it. Oh, right. Uh, I actually... I think I bought that game because it was on sale for like twenty bucks. That makes sense. Not, if not Rustopia, then uh, Craftopia. I mean, then Rust or I don't know. Well, uh, the... more so. The reason I say Craftopia in particular is that like Craftopia also just looks and feels like a game that is in perpetual alpha that somebody <laughs> yeah. like cranked out over the course of a weekend just playing with default Unity tools. Well, and also the, the one thing to go back to Corborn is the menus aren't done. You can tell that the menus aren't done. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the prime things where I was like, holy shit, this is like just barely above default Unity menu assets. Like... Yeah, and and I get it. You know, they don't you don't really care about the, the menu as much as like the gameplay. So like you can make just make make boxes, make boxes and it'll be fine. And and like the world looks like like Nintendo hire this man sort of like how it's just grass. So yeah, it's uh, just grass. It's I, I I that's giving it a pretty big pat on the back. I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> but Sorry, I, developers. Just that like like somebody went terrain creation, click, and then that was it. That was the world. That's the world now. Yeah, and I know and, that again. It's like it's alpha. Like they're just trying to get everything in place. But uh, like, why even release this? I don't know. Like, I I, I, know I it's, imagine it's like it's it, you have to request it, but still. Yeah, and and I understand. I I think that it's more or less them just like trying to get the game out there, get get a little bit of of popularity. Yeah, I guess it's marketing, and then also. Uh, you know, they, they want the feedback to see like, Hey, what, what do we need to improve? One thing that I suggested, because another thing is, uh, you think that the inventory menus looks, look bad, just like the start and setting menus are even worse. Well, but, I just looked at trading and like, there are actual default, like unity UI mm -hmm. buttons in there and shit. Like, uh, one, but one thing that I suggested was there's no button so that when I alt-tab, the music continues playing. Play music in background. Oh, yeah. And I hate that. I hate when I alt-tab out of the game, even if it's, you know, borderless window, and the music stops. Oh, I see. I hate it whenever the music keeps playing, usually. See, and and that's, that's perfect. But like, that's, that's why it should be a toggle, right? Exactly. Because then we could both have, have what we want. The reason I don't like it is because I will sometimes alt alt tab to go to my chat or something like that, and the music will stop. 
Oh, yeah, it makes it more obvious. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not I, I didn't not have fun, uh, but it did get kind of boring just being like, okay, now I got to go get more wood, and now I got to go get more twigs. And then I'm like, like, I fill up my inventory with wood and twigs, and I can make like three walls. And then I have to go yeah. and do that again. That shouldn't happen. No. And now you can make a chest, but then you have to do other things to make a chest. And, like, it's it, it's bothersome. So it, it just takes forever to do anything. And I think they could, even if they, they cut down the requirements by 25 or 50%, it would still take a long time to build something and just be a little bit more streamlined. Uh, but again, I suggested that to the developers, and we're going to move on. We're actually going to talk about some news stories. Uh, the first news story is one that I find flippin' hilarious. And that is from TechSpot. Secret crypto mining farm found in Massachusetts school crawl space. Not going to lie. When I was working at a university, I had this exact same idea. You didn't we, we do got- it. But you had the idea. We we got as far as like, okay, we could get power and we can get ports on a you know on a on a switch in a way that no one would notice. You know, they they would definitely notice. Uh, But like, we could shove these in a place where they're not going to be physically locatable. And you know, we would do it like within the ceiling. We would have power. We'd have like, it'd probably start off as like a host of Raspberry Pis until we could scale it up. But like, we planned it out, and then we went, "Ha! Wouldn't that be funny?" And then you didn't do it. And then we um, didn't do it because it's a crazy it. fucking idea. Yeah, because you could use a a lot of money. Like that's a lot of money. And the I'm thinking that they would notice that their electricity bill went up by uh, seventeen thousand dollars. I mean, it's you know, it's whatever. It's the city of Chicago. That's they true. Pay it. Um. So here is part of the story it says cryptocurrency has fallen in hard times making it unprofitable for about anybody running a mining operation that is unless you're letting someone else pay the bills a massachusetts man was discovered to have set up an illegal mining farm in his previous employer's boiler room crawl space the operation reportedly cost more than seventeen thousand dollars in stolen electricity over an eight-month period so about two grand a month it was 39-year-old Nadim Nahas was charged by the town of Cohasset, Mats, with fraudulent use of electricity and vandalizing his... Vandalizing? Well, it's... it's it, it, whenever you get further in the story, it's definitely there's some vandalism involved here. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was charged following investigations that led town officials to a hidden cryptocurrency mine that was set up in a secluded crawl space next to a Cohasset Cohasset school's boiler room. The farm reportedly... The farm reportedly uh, included 11 pieces of mining equipment as well as a ventilation system to ensure the mining equipment would not overheat. Oh, man, that's awesome. I am. It's actually like I love the fucking picture that they have, where I guess he had the computer like inside a cooler, and he just, he just zip tied one of the fucking vents for the air conditioning onto like a tube coming out of that cooler, so that he could have that blowing over the the computer. Yeah, like, I think that's it's so... on on both sides, right? So it like has. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has intake and and 
whatever the exhaust. Yeah. But he, he cut through the, the fucking ventilation of the school and then it, and then put that in line with it. And that's so fucking clever. I do wonder <laughs> how much money he made off or how much crypto he made off this. Uh, Probably what, not a ton. Yeah. My, my question is, would the 17000 would it have been more than the $17,000 in electricity? I doubt it, although he was using ASICs, so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot better than just using a GPU. Yeah, it's more efficient. Yeah, so he, I mean, maybe. I, I guess it depends on, like, whether or not he had bought this stuff, like, a while ago or yeah. not. We are we are basically going to read through this, but the whole thing. But I just find the story hilarious. I love it. The farm was originally discovered in December two thousand twenty-one by Cohasset's facilities director during a routine school inspection. During the inspection, the director identified ductwork, wiring, and several computers that seemed out of place. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, what are the, all these computers doing in this boiler room? The farm was properly identified as an illegal cryptocurrency mining operation with the help of the town of Cohasset's information technology director. Once identified, the pair contacted authorities to further investigate the unauthorized operation and identify its owner. <laughs> oh, man. I I love it. We're going to skip on a little bit past the next one. The miner, the miners in the release photos typically require large server-grade power supplies to ma maintain 24-7 operation. These supplies, which can range from 1,200 watts upwards to 2,600 watts or more per miner, can run a pretty hefty utility bill in a fairly short amount of time. In this case, Nahas is responsible for stealing 17000 $492 in electricity between April and December of 2021. Now, I wonder how they're determining that if it's if they're just going off of the maximum wattage possible or 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 what? Cuz like I've got I've got two 12 or no, 1100 watt power supplies in my server, but they are not pulling anywhere near that much most of the time. I mean, well, okay, so I would say that these are probably pulling closer I mean, to that they're they're definitely pulling probably Something. at least a kilowatt but but and, and you're you are probably correct in so far as they they are probably just saying like this is the maximum amount that it would have been and that's what we're charging him with yeah uh he reportedly resigned from his position as an assistant facilities director with the town of Cohasset in the early part of 2022 a massachusetts judge issued a default warrant earlier this week following Nahasa's failure to show up for his February 23rd arraignment hearing. Local outlets later reported that Nahas turned himself into authorities following the missing hearing. So, like, I've thought, we've all thought about this, right? We've all thought, like, I, I used to work at uh, a couple different uh, manufacturing companies where... They run machines. The electricity bill at one of my jobs, my first IT job, the electricity bill there was $70,000 a month or so because of just all the giant machines that they had to run. And so thinking to myself like, man, I could set up a couple crypto miners and they would not even notice. Like they would not even notice the power bill go up at all. <laughs> 
They would just think, oh, that's the new machine that they hooked up last week because they're constantly buying new machines. Yeah. But it it, it was kind of silly because we had all these giant machines and they would the 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 president would get like a hair up his ass and be like we need to save money uh make it so that the computers go to sleep after 7 minutes or turn off the monitor make sure the computers turn off the monitor after 7 minutes and i'm like you do realize all of the monitors turned on at the same time is not going to use up that much power, right? And he's like, don't do it. Oh, oh, okay then. And then we would get people complaining, being like, yeah, I'll turn around and I'll just talk to somebody for a minute and then my, my screen will go off. And I'm like, yeah, the timer's seven minutes. <laughs> so you turned around and we're talking to them for seven minutes. He's like, no, it'd be less than that. I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. It was nope, seven. Timer, seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You're and, a human. Yeah. So we just, uh, we, we ended up changing it and then testing it. And yeah, it was just him talking for a while. My, my computer for work stays on 24-7. Well, you know, as long as I want it to be. Yeah. Because, because I have a thing on it that just keeps the screen on. Oh, caffeine? Or is it something else? Uh, it's Power Toys Awake. Oh, yeah. I use, I use caffeine. I don't have a my... MacBook. You can use caffeine on Windows. There's a, there's a Windows version of caffeine now? Yeah. Oh, it's, there's been one forever. Yeah. Um, huh. that's what I use on mine so that I don't go. <laughs> my, my coworker's oh, like, my coworker was app. like, that's why. That's why you're always available. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I am very happy with this. I, I'm very happy that somebody did this and it wasn't me. But it is funny that he got caught. And I, I still, I wish that this article said how much crypto he was able to get out of that. They probably don't know. They probably don't know. I, I, bet, I bet nobody even like brought that up like in the prosecution even though it, it should have been brought up because like what if he what if he generated more than that in crypto then this ends up just being a net positive for him well yeah exactly like then that would also be part of the what the school should be getting out of him although because... if he was mining in this way it was probably bitcoin so I, he probably didn't actually make that much. No. It was either Bitcoin or Ethereum. It wasn't Ethereum. Why not? Ethereum's uh, proof of worth or something uh, like that? 2021. Oh, right. The, okay. Never mind then. So the proof of worth, just so you know what Ro is talking about, is that in 2022, late last year, uh, or middle of last year, I don't remember, they switched from a what was it proof of work proof of work yeah to proof to of work proof of whatever the fuck it is i i don't i don't i don't know if it's but basically proof of proof of stake that's it okay so they they switched from being able to mine it with gpus 
and a six and all that from being able to mine it like this to a different way, which kind of killed the mining industry for lack of a better term. And, but it, since this was done in 2021, he would have still been able to make a profit off Ethereum. So I'm thinking it was probably Ethereum considering that's in 2021, everyone was like the only way to make money by mining is using Ethereum or doing Ethereum. So he might've made a decent chunk of money. And I Maybe. would, I would be interested in that. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about another news story. This one is, is not as fun. Uh, Volkswagen wouldn't help locate car with abducted child because GPS subscription had expired. This is from Ars Technica. So basically, um, exactly what it said. Somebody stole a car and there was a child in it. Uh, and so I don't, I don't think from, from what I read of the story, I think the person was stealing the car, not the child. Correct. The the child just happened to be in the car. So, uh, child was a bonus prize in the cereal box. Exactly. From what I understand, oh, hell yeah, fresh meat. We aren't going to read it like we did the last one, but from what I remember, and you can correct me, I know uh, Connor has this more fresh in his head. The person went out of their car and went into their house to like either put groceries away or something. And in that interim time, somebody came up in another car, jumped like. The passenger of that car jumped out, grabbed their car with the child in it, and drove off. Yep, and that's unfortunately getting super common here. Uh, this is in Libertyville, which is where my first over-the-table job was. Yeah, and the car that apparently, the car that the person was driving the other thief to, that was also stolen. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway... There is something called CarNet, which is a GPS tracking for your car, uh, for Volkswagens, uh, but it costs a decent chunk of money. So whoever was, whoever had the car once the trial had expired or whatnot, or subscription had expired, they just didn't renew it. And so it says here the detective pleaded, explaining the extremely. Uh, exigent circumstance but the representative didn't budge saying that it was company policy uh sheriff's office deputy chief christopher covelli said friday the uh the detective had to work out getting a credit card number and then call the representative back to pay 150 dollars at the time so that the gps location of the vehicle could be revealed so usually Companies, yes, they will have these policies, but those policies will generally be circumvented <laughs> when it's a like a, a a police officer calling in and being like, "Hey, you know, there's a missing child," or or well, they don't like know this. that it's a police officer. You could just be saying you're a police officer. They're you're gonna have to go through our law enforcement department for that. Just send a letter to them, and they'll get back to you in ten business days. Uh, it does say it does say here. Volkswagen said there was a serious breach of his process for working with law enforcement in the Lake County incident. The company uses third-party vendor to provide CarNet service. It says Volkswagen has a procedure in place with a third-party provider for CarNet support services involving emergency requests from law enforcement. 
They have executed this process successfully in previous incidents. Unfortunately, in this instance, there was a serious breach of the process. We are addressing the situation with parties involved. Um, the company said in a statement provided to ours and other media outlets. So whoever, basically, it's saying whoever took that call is fired. Yeah, pretty much. Or or got a strict talking to because, and and I don't really fault the the person who took the call because whatever knowledge base they were looking up probably said, no, we don't reactivate the service without the hundred and fifty dollar fee. And if you didn't, I know... also wouldn't be surprised if there was a language barrier. Just gonna put it out there. That's possible that, too. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that with this being a third party working on behalf of Volkswagen, that this company probably just has their call center outsourced to some other country, India, and uh, they definitely could have just misunderstood what the situation was. And oh. Like, what are oh. you going to do about it? Oh, yeah. And here's here's even more. So I didn't remember the story mostly, but I had misremembered some of it. So the lady got out of the car with her other child, took the other child in the house, came back out for the two-year-old. And uh, it says a man wearing a mask got out of the BMW, the other car, and struggled to get in the victim's Volkswagen. Uh, as the victim tried to keep her two-year-old son safe, the offender battered the woman, knocking her to the ground, and then stole the car with the child inside, uh, and oh. then they fled from the scene. One of huh. the drivers ran her over as they fled. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the victim was still able to call 911, and the sheriff's deputies immediately responded. Um, but... It, it does say shortly after the Volkswagen was stolen with the child inside, the person working the business in the uh, 2200 block of Lakeside Drive. How do you say that? Walk again? Waukegan. Waukegan. Called 911 to report. Uh, they saw two vehicles enter the parking lot, and the driver of one of the cars abandoned a small child. Um, the perpetrators fled, and the person who called 911 rescued the child from the parking lot. So whoever, the other person who called 911 grabbed the child and got them to safety. So that's good. So uh, the- Burglars are like, what the fuck do I do with this? Um, and the woman who was battered uh, went to the hospital, was in serious but stable condition. So she is probably going to be okay. <laughs> Just- now she's just going to be saddled with huge medical bills. Yeah. It's a, it's a good system. Yeah. So, uh, thankfully, the child uh, was okay. Uh, the car seems to have been returned, and the, and the woman is going to dead. survive. She's not dead. She's, in, she's already dead. She's in stable condition. Stable as in dead. <laughs> Uh no, she Yeah, is, I don't think that is. condition's changing anytime soon. It's pretty stable. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, this is this is a problem with yeah, it could be a language barrier. It could be training. Like I know there are sometimes like I, I when I worked at Consumer Cellular, you know, you go through six weeks of training, but that doesn't cover everything you might need to know. And and a lot of those times, even if it does cover that you're getting fed so much information so quickly that some things will just go over your head. 
and you're not going to remember it and you're not going to know it until you're in that situation. And at that time, you either do what this lady did or or gentleman did on the phone, the customer service, where you just be like, nope, company policy. Or you do the smart thing and you ask your manager <laughs> what the heck you do. And realistically, that's probably what this person should have done. They should have called up somebody higher up. Um, usually they have support services for the regular techs. And say, and that person should have been like, "Hey, we have an emergency officer, and apparently a two-year-old is, uh, you know, has been abducted. Can we turn on the GPS?" The manager's like, "Yeah, for 150 bucks." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so very not a great, not a great story. But we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about some uh, some fun uses of auto. What is it, auto drive? Fully, fully self-automated driving. Um, uh, level three. I don't fucking... level level three autopilot. Autopilot. There we go. Uh, Ford seeks to patent repo system that could drive your car back to the lender. That sounds so hey, bad. Do you just need a reminder that you don't own anything anymore? Here it is. Ford owns your car forever. <laughs> Okay, okay. To to play devil's advocate, if for I assume for this patent it would be if you weren't paying for your lease or 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 you weren't actually paying off your loan. So they would technically so you miss own the a payment. Car. Yeah, uh, usually they don't repo your car for one missed payment. Yeah, usually. Usually. But now that and the car also... can just drive itself back at the press of a button, it's going to be real convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, like, no one ever makes any mistakes whenever it comes to car payments. There's definitely never any weird situation where, like, you definitely paid them and something didn't get processed on some back end system somewhere. Well, and now it looks like you're delinquent and your car is driving away without you. That so would never happen. That would never happen. Systems definitely can't be hijacked and used maliciously. And, uh, and there's yeah. just going to be a fleet of cars going to some Faraday cage somewhere in a truck where. Oh, it just disappeared on the blip in the road. I don't know what happened. Well, I, yeah, I that's definitely run, not something that could possibly happen. No one would find a backdoor into the self-driving repo system where they then trigger it on every Ford vehicle in the entire country or anything. That or won't happen. That's impossible. Or set my house at the repo yard. Yeah, yeah, or or set like I don't know, it's some political figure's house as the target zone. You know, it just wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't no. would not happen. So okay. It says the lender, for example, could start with disabling second level option optional use components like the air conditioning system, remote key fobs, or the automated door lock unlock system. Disabling these components may cause additional level of discomfort to a driver and occupants <laughs> of the vehicle. All right, so just in case you don't want to necessarily just steal the car directly back, maybe you just want to fuck with the owners instead. That's, that's amazing. Which also, <laughs> allowing this to be controlled oh, by oh. some computer component is such a fucking shitty thing. No, 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 I, I, it gets better. So the system could also further <laughs> command the radio to play an incessant and unpleasant sound every time you get in the vehicle 
with a constantly varying pitch, tone, cadence, beat, and volume. Should that still not get the owner's attention, the vehicle could lock the user out of the cabin, perhaps just on weekends, allowing the vehicle uh, during weekdays to avoid adversely affecting a livelihood of the owner of the vehicle and hampering the owner's ability to make payments towards the vehicle. I got a, I got a weird hypothetical for you guys. What if, uh, what, what if I'm putting my groceries in and like the, the, the bill hits past due, but my baby's still in the car and it starts driving away. <laughs> my headphones fell off. I threw my head back so hard. I'm into a future near you. It's, it's not a question of it. It's a question of when. Yeah. Assuming no resolution happens on the payment front, the lender may elect to impound the vehicle. If the vehicle in question has autonomous capabilities, the repossession system can move the vehicle to a location that is more convenient for a tro uh, tow truck to receive. Optionally, the repo system could autonomously drive the vehicle directly to the repossession agency. Repossession agency, sorry. Um, and At this even, point, it is a repositioning agency, too. It, it would be. <laughs> In an even more unimaginable scenario, the repo system can determine the value of the vehicle to see if it makes financial sense for the lender to repossess it at all. If not, the vehicle may be instructed to drive itself to the junkyard. Go right into Lake Michigan. <laughs> Off you go now. I just love the idea of like you get in your car and you start it and it's like, it, alert, your payments are behind. <laughs> It just <laughs> it just does that the whole time you're trying to drive. It Someone's just... getting paid 15 cents an hour over in India <laughs> to just press that button that does that on your car. I don't know. We... You get in an Uber and it's just like it would be it would be hilarious at the Ford dealership. No, you know what it does. You get in the Uber and it's like cock and ball torture. From Wikipedia. <laughs> so, so it would be funny if you get into the car and they're like, "I don't know. I did. I did. We did everything we could to try to get him to make his payment." Well, well, what did you do? Well, we we made the key fob so it doesn't work, and we made it so the air conditioning doesn't work, and we made the we made it play ska music all the time at full volume. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know if you, you agree, but I don't like this. No. Um, this is fucking disgusting. Um, like, yeah. I already I already don't like that, like, OnStar, you know, is is a thing. Like, I get it that, like, it was cool and useful back whenever, like, the most fancy phone on the market was the original Motorola Razor. Yeah. But... Like now you have a phone that can do everything that something like OnStar is capable of doing, where like it'll alert authorities that you're in an accident or whatever. There's no reason to have this level of connectivity in a vehicle. There just isn't. No. Uh, and and with something like a vehicle that is a giant death box you don't need to allow it to be remote controlled by any means. So we just, just stop it. Your car doesn't need to be connected to Wi-Fi. It just doesn't. I, 
I don't mind that so much. I don't like this this repossession like the somebody I, like, else I don't can like take it control. Having 3G connectivity either. Like 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 at all. Like, like it should not have 3 like any kind of cellular connectivity in a vehicle. It's just not a good idea. It that if it does have that, it should all be separated into its own little box that has like no, not even like an electrical connection to anything else in the vehicle besides maybe like a sensor box or something like the stuff needs to be compartmentalized. I don't like the idea of there being any way to wirelessly interact with important systems like the fucking self-driving functionality or even the air conditioner or the locks like, because if it can turn off the auto locking functionality, then presumably that me and it it says the vehicle could lock the user out of the cabin, perhaps just on weekends. Like, if it can lock and unlock the car remotely, that means that if somebody finds a way to backdoor the system, then thieves have it even easier than the than the fucking thing with uh, Kia and Hyundai cars that happened a few months ago where it turned out you could hotwire them with a fucking USB cable. Like, <laughs> or you it, can, um, I think you or, can hack Tesla's with Bluetooth. I was about to say that, or you have literally the same thing that happened with Tesla's a little while back where you could go up with a fucking Android phone and do a little diddly do on the phone. And suddenly you're in the car. Like that. This is, this is why these are bad ideas. Like we have so much evidence showing that like having unnecessary connectivity to anything is bad wirelessly, at least like I, I, I know that it's a pain in the ass that if you have to update the firmware in your car, maybe you have to plug a flash drive into it, but it's a hell of a lot better than driving down the road and some guy with a laptop in his other seat on the highway so, can just make you wreck whenever he wants. So let's let's back up here. And if if that's your idea where you want it to be you don't want wireless on your car. Why not make it that you can um have a data line through the charger port so that when you plug your car in at home yeah, it would do the firmware update through that the would, that, through that. That seems that seems like a like a good idea. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, all all my I want my car to charge over uh, Poe, power over Ethernet. <laughs> Take four years to get to a full charge. That's what I want. It's like forty five watt connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I don't like this. It says, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, would Ford's patent help keep repo drivers out of harm's way? Um, I well, remember... Fuck, it, just fuck them. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of the repo man. I had a friend who did not pay their car. They were terrible with money. Just, it's one of those, one of those friends that was making decent money, and yet somehow they always managed to overdraw their bank account just every single time they got paid. And he got a new car. Well, a used car. Uh, and then he quit his job and moved to Montana. Which, why would you move to Montana? So he quit <laughs> his job and moved to Montana and started working at, like, Starbucks and clearly didn't have enough money to pay for his car. 
And so the repo guy kept trying to come by the house to, you know, do his job and repossess the car. Uh, but they kept like putting obstacles in the way. Like they, he would have his roommate park behind him so that the repo man couldn't pull the car out and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's a classic way. Oh yeah, and I was just like, you know, like maybe you should have like it's just, just it's kind of your fault for not paying the bill. Oh, it I, is. I I don't. But think... I also think that the I also think that the car company should be the one that has to deal with that. Yeah. That makes yeah, I, I agree and I don't you know, I don't like the idea that it would self drive its way back. It's I do like the the one comment from somebody that's like oh. in reality a Ford's just gonna crash while driving itself back. <laughs> exactly. Um and our last story is one that was brought by our good friend, Cyberpunk Monk. Uh so you can you can talk about this. Ah yes, Reeton is done talking. So I I shared this story because it made me giggle, and then from that giggling, I did a little bit of thinking, and I wanted to just have a little bit of a discussion with my my two good friends about those thoughts. So this is according to thegamer.com, and I'm going to talk about, like, none of the actual story itself, but Sims 4 will soon let you make difficult family relationships. <laughs> now my fake family can be as dysfunctional as my real one. Nice. My, my first immediate question is, who asked for this? And then I thought about it for like 30 seconds and I was like, oh, right. Players who play The Sims. Yeah, that's true. Like... <laughs> well, well, and here's the here's another thing. In you know, in like the early 2000s, over 50 percent of families are like from broken homes or dysfunctional families or whatnot. They're not the, the typical nuclear family. Yeah, people suck. So we're we're the majority. <laughs> like having having messed up families is the majority of people in in the United States at least. And it's it is... about go on, go on. Well yeah, it's, it is weirdly I, I guess ironic in a way that yeah, like this is actually a form of representation that probably should have been in a lot sooner because it's the norm. And it's about damn time that my virtual video game be able to represent like remember we were talking about earlier how like we like to play video games to relax and like not to have conflict, you know, it's just, you know, minimizing that sort of stuff. And then this latest update in The Sims is like, hey, you said you don't have enough of that? Connor <laughs> Connor will not play It Takes Two with me. I have no interest in playing It Takes Two. I'm sorry, buddy. I, and, and like, you know, I, I don't have uh, parents that were divorced because my parents were never married. But Connor's reason is he doesn't want to play a game that involves that aspect in it right um, it does or, not particularly seem interesting to me like at all so is there do they have any um specifics on what type of broken families or dysfunctional families you can have they break it down from a, a screenshot i'm sure it's probably a little more complicated than that under the hood the trailer you, goes into details I didn't actually watch the trailer, so that's my bad. The The four basic dynamics that they wanted to offer was you could either be close with a family member, you could be distant with them, uh, they could be a difficult relationship, or, you know, you two can be jokesters with one another. Uh, if you were watching the video, what sort of other options are available? So it's, um, like, those kind of define the baseline uh, for, like, how they'll interact. And then, like, that facilitates creating 
sort of nuances within that later. Uh, so if it, it, I watched this like when you posted the story, I think, or maybe a little before that, because I, I saw that this had happened and I was like, that's kind of cool. But like um, it, it ends up making it where it creates like an artificial challenge uh, if you do like a, a difficult relationship within a family dynamic, because then like you can have uh, a kid who is really close to his grandfather, but hates his father. And but then like the grandfather likes the father. So then if they're all in the same room together, then like completely different scenarios can play out that wouldn't normally happen because everyone everyone's past relationships or ever, everyone's relationships are completely based on previous events normally in The Sims. And particularly in the case of families like those just have a normal baseline of positive. So like I don't I don't seem to recall that there's like any or a ton of further stuff with that uh there is like you, how you can and uh, this was probably I, in I, in the game already i just I, haven't played it but i am currently watching the video and towards the two minute mark it shows that there is a kid who is like 10 or so and then there is a baby and the the 10 year old hates the baby yeah. It's you. <laughs> it's me. Because the because the ten year old used to be the only child, and now the baby has come in, and everyone cares about the baby more than him. Yeah. Uh. And, and like, it seems like what this generally does in terms of actual gameplay is that it makes it so that certain interactions between two Sims that would normally result in one thing could now result in a different response. So like playing a prank on somebody that you have a jokester relationship with, normally that could be a negative thing, but instead will be positive for both people. Uh, whereas like if you have a difficult relationship between two Sims and they try to hug, then one or both of them could end up having a negative interaction because of that. Uh, like it's, it's neat what annoys me is that it's paid DLC. Yeah, it, it is free. I guess the base game is free to play now. The base game is free, but as uh, Connor so helpfully posted, uh, there's five hundred dollars worth of DLC out now. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on. There's a there's, there's actually an update to that. Uh, no, it's and it's okay for a game like The Sims, which is now gone free to play, to like consistently make things for people to purchase. Like, like you got to have like a business model, right? But and I'm just gonna how how much do you think if you wanted the full Sims 4 experience how much do you think that would cost? Seven hundred eighty-two dollars. Yeah, you would think. How, how about you? What, what do you think? What just what, what do you think sounds right? Uh, probably like probably like eight hundred. Well, it's gonna be more than that. It's uh, one thousand oh, no. and forty-four dollars and thirty-seven cents oh. if you oh, want the entire no. Sims 4 experience. No, and let me let me tell you, not fucking worth it. <laughs> there not... is there is a potential that some of this stuff might be like duplicates. So like maybe some of the packs would include the stuff packs, but I don't really know honestly. There is also the, just the, the potential that none of it is included in anything else. And 
There is no duplicate items anywhere, and it actually costs a thousand dollars. Neither would surprise me. I at am all. inclined to think add, it's the latter. Yeah, add add all the cart, Connor. It's it's going to be a thousand dollars if I do that. Well, no, no, you oh, can add it, it to cart. It won't let you. It won't let you buy like duplicates of the same thing, or at least oh, it'll I tell you. Just, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't actually out. buy it. <laughs> oh no! I clicked buy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I could get a subscription to uh, EA Play. Not fucking doing that. That's that's probably what they really want you to do is get a subscription plan. And Even if you it. do, you don't get all the DLC. Despicable. It's fucking Despicable. disgusting. Yeah. Okay, and the answer is uh, nope, one thousand forty-four dollars and thirty-seven cents. Okay, that makes me want to fucking puke. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. But yeah, so uh, you can either you can either pay either pay one thousand forty-four dollars for all of the Sims. Or you can pay that much money and buy a single ship in Star Citizen. Or, speaking of ships, you guys, what's that on the horizon? Black sails. Oh, no, there's pirates in the ocean. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we can it, do that. It's not like, it's not like I have a, an active torrent for the most recent expansion that also includes all previous content or anything. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. But what I do know what I'm talking about is that this is the end of the episode. And I would like to thank you for being here, Aroa. Yeah, I was here. And I would like to thank you for being here, Akonara. I made it this time. I wasn't hurrying to get here and failed anyways. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. Nobody missed me. <laughs> I missed you. Uh, and we'll be back next week talking about some more news stories. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.